Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. There is nothing in the scripture that God wrote that was wrong. Everything has a meaning. Everything has a purpose. And we should look for that the best we can. It is not insignificant that Matthew's first account of someone coming to see Jesus was the wise men from somewhere else. The Jewish people had failed. They were not wise. And in fact, most of what goes on in the Matthew's gospel is a contrast between the wisdom of some and the failure of the Jewish people to see that wisdom. We live at a time when we need wise people. We need wise people in all forms of our government. We need wise people in homes to raise and manage their homes properly. We need wise people in churches to do what is right. In our educational systems, in all places where people live and work, we need people to be wise. But no place needs wisdom more than the spiritual lives of individuals. We need to be wise people. For a few minutes, let's examine the fact that wise men still come to see Jesus. One phrase that was read in the text just then stuck out to me in the reading. Maybe you find that when you read it silently to yourself and then you hear it read, you pick up on something that you hadn't thought about and and it, in the reading, something caught my eye. Herod was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. People are still troubled by Jesus today. People are still troubled by Jesus because it is not possible to get away from the concept, the idea, if nothing else, maybe he was real. Maybe all of this is true. In fact, if today we were to decide what percentage of people believe that Jesus was born into this world? The numbers would be quite high, we would expect, because we would see people honoring that birth all across the places of life that we don't ever see him at any other time. And we might be led to believe that most people really do believe that Jesus was real. At least 
At times it appears that's the show that people put on. But I know that we are gathered here or online because we really do believe in Jesus. The text was read, if you'll open there and just be there. I want to give you just a few things to think about with respect to wise men who still come to Jesus. Number one, today wise men still come because of who he is. These men came to see Jesus and they had these thoughts, at least these are the ones presented to us. One, he is the king of the Jews. It doesn't appear that they were Jewish. But they came to recognize the one who was the king of the Jewish people. Because it seems like in times you would go and honor another person who was in charge, another ruler, because it benefited you or it benefited your country. And you want to pay tribute, if you will, for that. But they came acknowledging he was Jesus, King of the Jews. The text continues and says, We have come to see the one who is the Christ. He is the Christ for the world. Sure, he was the Messiah that the Jews should have seen, but he is the Messiah for the whole world. Yes, he was king of the Jews because in his ancestral lineage, he came from the line of the kings of David beginning but he is in his person the Messiah for the entire world. And later in the text we find that he is the shepherd of his sheep. He is the one that leads his sheep. And as Jesus would say on another occasion, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me, John 10, 10. And so the idea is they came because of who Jesus was and today people still come to Jesus because of who he is for them. He is the Christ, the anointed one of God and he is the shepherd. Whenever someone decides to be one of his sheep, I'm going to follow that shepherd because he knows where to take me. And I trust him. As the wise men came then, they still come today because of who Jesus is. Number two, wise men still come today no matter how far is their journey. We're not sure where these men came from. Nobody seems to know. 
The best guess seems to be Arabia. Imagine in that time and the modes of travel of that day, that distance was many, many miles over very difficult terrain, and it would have taken many, many days, months to get there. But they came. It certainly is a contrast, isn't it? How those men would come so far over such rough terrain when sometimes people don't get in a vehicle and drive a mile or two to assemble with people who came to be with Jesus. People still come to Jesus today, even in a far journey. We are people who all come a distance to get to Jesus. Not any of us has come the same distance, but we've all come some distance. Because we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. I came from a distance. You came from a distance away from Jesus. But you took the journey. And we're still on that journey. Jesus never promised it would be easy. But he promised us it is the only way to live. Some people have had to come great spiritual distances. I'm reading another book in a series of a man who began because his wife had decided that she wanted to follow Jesus. And as an investigative reporter, he decided, I'm just going to go disprove this. But in the process of researching and attempting to disprove, he in fact proved to his satisfaction. He came from not so much an atheist background, but from a I don't care background. I'm irreligious and I don't care. And now, having a series of books defending his arrival, his destination from the distance he had come, there are some in this room that I know have come a distance to be with Jesus. Some haven't come quite as far because they were raised around him, but it's still a distance because the journey to Jesus is about finding a way to rid myself of self. And become his. As the song we sing. 
ends or begins with all of self and none of thee and ends with all of thee and none of self. They came a distance. Number three, they came to worship. Worship is a response to a mindset. In fact, true worship is something that just at times takes over. You remember on occasion when Jesus would be traveling around and someone would know he was there and they have a great malady, something needs to be healed. And when they did, when he healed them, there was an immediate response. They would fall down on their faces. When Peter and John healed the lame man as they walked into the temple in Acts chapter 3, Immediately, the Bible says he was jumping and dancing and praising God. Worship sometimes just overwhelms. And you just have to say thank you. You just have to honor. These men were overwhelmed. Because all that they had been thinking about and searching for has now arrived. And we just must worship. Maybe today, this wonderful gathering of Christian people just have to worship. You just can't stand to avoid it. You just can't stand to separate from it. Because worship honors Jesus. And wise people worship. Number four, people, wise people still come to Jesus today because the scriptures teach about him. Look at verse 5. They said, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Why were these wise men there? Because they had been reading Scripture. They were aware of what the prophets had said. You know what fascinates me about this? It is probably the case that they were not Jewish people. And yet they were reading the Jewish scriptures to figure out or did figure out that there is somebody coming. Scriptures beyond doubt teach this. See, this is one of the problems that we have with our society. We have this problem that says we oppose these things and we are for these things because that's what Scripture teaches. We're not just killjoys. 
And, and we're not strong-arm bandits forcing people to, to do things we want. We just can't avoid it. The Bible is very clear on many moral and social concerns that our day just overlooks and they can't understand why in the world we wouldn't be like them. We can't because we are convinced that Scripture says this. It teaches this. And since it teaches this... I can't think any other way. And I won't think any other way. Now granted, you may not believe it. That's fine, we tell the world. Because you have the right for your decision. But our decision is based on Scripture. And until you can destroy Scripture, which by the way, no one's ever been able to do, though they have tried then we're going to stand with Scripture. And Scripture inevitably, clearly proclaims that Jesus is the Son of God. Verse 10, the star that they saw and were following, when it came to the place that says they rejoiced, with exceedingly great joy. Wise men still come to Jesus today because they want to experience what real joy is all about. People confuse in the world happiness with joy. And yet so many people in the world are left so empty so empty because there's nothing there continually sustaining them through the difficult times of life. It's an empty, hollow feeling. But those of us who know Jesus carry around a joy in our hearts that people just can't understand. How is it that in your difficult time, when you're facing the loss of a spouse or child or a parent or a friend, that you have joy? How is it when you have financial burdens and struggles and lose a job, that you have joy in your hearts. Because our lives are not built on the things of this world. Our lives are built on Jesus. And when I can't be happy, I can still be joyful. And it's a wise choice to come to Jesus and find true joy in the midst of difficulty. Again, wise men still come to Jesus today because they have treasures that they want to present. These men brought what was common to their culture. 
they brought what they had, and they were valuable. I was thinking about this and hadn't considered this before. What they brought, how was it valuable for Jesus? He was a young child. He didn't need that. You know, my kids may have at times given me some aftershave or something. But don't bring me any perfume. I don't need it. That's basically what they brought him. What need did he have? It wasn't about what he needed. It was about what they needed to give. We were talking about giving earlier today. When we give, we're not giving something that God needs. What does he need? He owns everything. He made everything. It's all his. It would be like, and it's for a child, I get it. It would be like a child who desperately wants to give a young child will go into your stuff and get something and wrap it up to give it to you. It's mine. You just gave it to me. Do you mind? If your child, strictly on his or her own, just wrapped up one of your things that you already have and own, just to be able to give to you, will you be upset about that? You might treasure that as one of the greatest gifts you've ever received. When we give to God, we're just giving Him His stuff. We're just giving back something that He already owns. And He doesn't mock us or criticize us or turn us away. In fact, He says... Those are the greatest gifts I've ever been given. Because wise men bring their treasures valuable to them, but only valuable to God because they come from us. But finally... We close with these words of verse 12. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Wise men still come to Jesus today because their hearts are right. Their mindset was such that they thought, oh, the king's been born, so the ruler who is there will certainly know where it is. And instead of going to Bethlehem, they went to Jerusalem, and they said, where is he? And, and the guy said, oh, wait a minute, when you find him, hey, by the way, I want to worship too. Let me know where he is. And God warned them, don't go back. His intentions are not good. 
the distance they traveled, the gifts they brought, the worship they gave, the scriptures they read, the joy that they had in this person called Jesus proved that their hearts were right and they only wanted to do what was right. And so when God said, go another way, fine, we'll do it. Wise people come to Jesus today because their hearts are right. And when your heart is right, all you want to do is be with Jesus. When your heart is right and you feel a distance between yourself and Jesus, all you want to do is fix it. And today, maybe because it is today, we all feel closer to Jesus than ever at any other time. But maybe you come with a burden and you don't feel close to Jesus. Today would be a great day to be wise and come to Jesus. Deciding to be one of the sheep that he can shepherd, accepting his Messiahship, immersed into Jesus. Or to come back and take the journey from which you strayed to be right again. Can we help you today? We certainly want to be here for you. We stand and sing together. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.